This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself <laughs> laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. It's Monday. This is Living It Up While Beginning Again. Mm-hmm. We hope you had a great weekend. So, um, what's going on in the world? Do you have anything you want to bring up? No, I just, uh, I just, you know, always say, you know, TGIM, thank God it's Monday. I mean, some, some people want to focus on thank God it's Friday, but I like to focus on thank God it's Monday. Mm-hmm. We get to begin again in a new week. And uh, if we had a bad week last week, by golly, we can just pray to God. We can have a great one this one. That's right. Yeah. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, we're going to get right into the topic. And here, here's what it is. When beginning again today, do you see evil people happy and prosperous? Mm. Do you ever wonder if God's way is really worth it? So today we hope you find out why having a heart that longs for him is always worth it. That's right. We've got a couple of books from the Bible that we were inspired by. And one is in Psalms and the other one is in Jeremiah. Yeah. And you decided to take Jeremiah, honey, because like you and like him, y'all are both like the weeping prophets. Thanks, honey. Yes, I am. I'm I want to meet him someday and say, did you know I, I was married to a weeping prophet like you? Well, thanks. <laughs> His thanks name was Scott Neal. Hey, I think maybe we should change the spelling of our last name to K-N-E-E-L instead of N-E-A-L. Well, but, go to the courthouse and do it well, for Well, that's us. so umbling, Neal. <laughs> Neal. It's very it umbling. K-N-E-E-L. And we need that. We do every day. Definitely. That's the way I look at it when I say my name anyway. Yeah. Anyway, okay, you going to go first? No. You're you not going to read Jeremiah? You're going to read Psalms first. Okay, I'm going to read Psalms first, everybody. <laughs> Oh, ooh, Psalm, wow. se- is Psalm, Psalm 73, 2, three, two through 3. It's popped our ears. And those of y'all that follow us know we love the Life Recovery Bible. Not love. I mean, we just... We enjoy it. We do. And then we, we study from it. We bring to you guys what we study from it. Okay. He says, But as for me, I came so close to the edge of the cliff. My feet were slipping, and yes, I was almost gone. For I was envious of the prosperity of the proud and the wicked. Mm. Yes, all through life, the road is smooth for them. They grow sleek and fat, and they aren't always in trouble and plagued with problems like all of us. Yeah. So that's the end of that. Right? Yeah, this is right. odd for me because I don't normally read the scriptures yeah. to everybody. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a good scripture. Well, I mean, it, it, you know what? If you want to be honest, let's all admit it. Who has not thought this? Oh, I know. Who has not thought? No matter just, how wealthy or prosper, yeah, prosper, prosperity you have, there's always someone that has, you think, a little bit more than you do, maybe. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to just even be a, a thing. It could yeah. be, why do they have such a great marriage? Or why are their kids so, you know, healthy and, and so educated and making straight A's and doing so well and all of that? It doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. You know, why do they have so much joy? Yeah. You know, the... Man, that those envious feelings and jealousy—it's—it's it causes us to stumble. That's why we've yeah. got to be rid of it. That's right. So this is really 
uh, a big deal in the world today for anybody that wants to admit it. And in, in this particular passage, um, if, if we go on, the psalmist who wrote this, he'd begin to wonder whether following God's, pro, following God's program was worth it, you know, doing God's will, in other words. It seemed to him that evil people were happy and prosperous, and to him it just didn't make any sense, and he was overthinking it, overthinking it so much that he almost stumbled himself. That's right. So in the verses, however, what's so great about it, the, he finally came to his senses. You know, his flesh took over. Yeah. When he, when he got grounded again, he came to his senses. And when it was all said and done, we have to remember that God's justice will be served. We all know that our dependencies, our obsessions, our addictions, whatever you want to call it, they work for a while to help anesthetize these anger or jealous or envious feelings that we have when we see this. And they'll work for a while, but they're destructive. And it's God's way of doing things and keeping us, our eyes on him and on the big prize, the end. That's the only way we're going to be able to continue on in this life and, in, and enjoy it. And his way is the only thing that leads to wholeness, but more than that, to eternal life. Okay, so we need to always be wise and follow his plan, no matter how difficult it is. And how hard it may seem for us in the present. Because the whole point of this is we got to get out of that because it causes us to stumble. It causes us to stumble into these negative thoughts. Those are the, the envy and jealousy things that we have. That's our heart. Yeah. That's what God sees. The, the necessizing with the whatever it is, you know, it just takes away the pain for a while. And so then we turn the tables and, yeah, that becomes our problem. Yeah. We can't. We, our plates are full enough, honey. We can't sit back, those everybody that are listening, and, and there's an area in your life that you go, why them and why not me? Well, who knows? God only has the answers. Maybe maybe you're not capable of handling what you see someone else handling. Maybe yeah. you've already got this huge problem, and God knows if he blesses you financially, you could kill yourself yeah. if you had more money to purchase it. That's true. Or, or whatever. Maybe you're not a good steward with what he's already given you. Maybe like me, you know, you had to understand, you know, God trusted me with someone's heart. And uh, I needed to be willing to take that very serious before, you know, he gave you to me. Yeah. So there's That's a true. lot that can be. We could talk about this for all, all week, but we won't. We promise y'all we yeah. won't. Well, the second verse we have is Jeremiah 12, 1 through 3. It says, Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. So let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them, and they have taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but you are so far from their hearts. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and test my thoughts. Drag these people away like sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. Mm. When that was Jeremiah, you know, and there he was weeping again. I think he was upset. Yeah, but, you know, what? it's, it's just no wonder that Jeremiah struggled. Yeah. You know, uh, struggled so deeply with his calling. I mean, he was living in the midst of Judah's sin. I mean, he could see the godless lifestyles of Judah's, Judah's people. And he knew God's concern about them, you know, and their sin. So he asked the question, you know, why do wicked people prosper? What's going on here, man? God answered that the wicked never prosper for very long. 
We should not allow ourselves to be bothered by this apparent success. Mm -hmm. If we do, we are the ones who will stumble. It may be difficult to be patient, but God's truth and righteousness do prevail Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. Always. You know, I remember growing up, I mean, um, my mom and I, we grew up, uh, I grew up with a single mom. And we had very um, uh, meager means, I guess you could say. What my mom always taught me was to appreciate everything we get. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't growing up in the midst of the Lord at that time, but my mom did have Christian values, and that was one of them. She just wanted me to to appreciate everything that I do receive. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was uh, young, you know, with my mom, and we were homeless for a while. Didn't have a place to live. And then when we did get an apartment, I mean, you know, we had relatives, you know, bring us food. I mean, it was very humbling. But we appreciated everything people did for us. And as I grew up, I grew up actually in a very affluent neighborhood. Um, I lived on the other side of the tracks. But I, but I went to a school that had a, a very affluent kids in high school. They're all driving really nice cars and living in mansions and whatever that may be. And, and here's my mom and I in this little apartment. But, man, I'll tell you what, to us, that was a mansion. Sure. It was awesome. I mean, they'd be eating T-bone steaks. My mom would be fixing us sloppy joes, you know. And they were coming to your house. Yeah, they were coming. To, you know, my friends loved to come to our apartment, you know. Uh, I mean, there'd be 12 of them in our little apartment eating sloppy joes because it wasn't the food that they loved. It was my mom. Aw. They loved being around her because she was the type of person that exuded that. Even though we're eating sloppy joes, she appreciated the fact that we had something to eat. Mm. And that's one way that you can get over envy. Do you appreciate what you do have? Or do you keep looking for things you don't? Mm -hmm. Seriously, ask yourself that question. When's the last time you just thank the Lord for what you do have? I bet you he would appreciate it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the God, God that I know never um, worries or, or says, "Oh Lord, here they come again with this complaint or with this want." You know the thing. You know, about, but, but hold on one second. I'm sorry, oh, I thought you were done. No, but you know what? My, my point is, he doesn't get tired of us coming to us with our coming to him with uh, you know what we what we want or desire. But it sure would be. I think it sure would be nice for him. And that's what I try to think of uh, daily. Yeah. It's just telling God, you know what, man, I appreciate what I have. Right. Thank you for what I have, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a beat up old car, but you know what? It started today. Right. You know? So anyway, that's just an example. No, and, and what I was going to interject here is the, <laughs> the root word, too, what we're talking about here is evil people. That's what makes it even more difficult. It's one thing to be working really hard or following the Lord and doing all you know to do, but when you see the evil, you know, that's that makes it even more. It's like you just scratch your head and go, really, God? Yeah. Really? Yeah. These people, are not only are they not following you, but they're evil. In our eyes, we see them as evil, but do we know their hearts? But, I, mean, they're, I don't know. We are talking about some that are evil. Oh, we know, yes. We don't know their hearts, but we judge them. Yeah, we judge them by their fruit. God knows their heart. Yeah, we just see them, you yeah. know, the way they are. Yeah. And, so yeah. evil and mean, just, it, it, I just, I shake my head. At yeah, I do, yeah. I mean, there are definitely people like that, you know, uh, all around us. Mm. You know, you kind of go, my gosh, you know. But you know what, though? 
we've got a mansion in the, in the hill mm-hmm. beyond the clouds with the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Mm-hmm. No matter what anyone has on this earth or will ever have. You know the old saying, you can't take it with you. Right. But what you can take with you is your salvation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your chance to really walk on streets of gold and look at that beautiful face. Yeah, pearly gates, pearly gates. And just to be able to see Jesus. Right. Man, that's worth all the money, all the prosperity, all the affirmation in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just to be able to bow at his feet. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you think that you don't have enough, just think about one thing, the cross. Mm-hmm. You've got everything, man. Mm-hmm. you got it all. Okay? And we know times can be tough. We experience them too. And sometimes we shake our head like, golly, man. How come things have to be so tough sometimes? Mm-hmm. But Jesus, Jesus loves you. And for me, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It is. And I think that we've pretty much said it all in here today. I think so. We want it to be thought-provoking. We yeah. hope there's something that, you know, spoke to you through this. Well, Troy, our dog, oh, I mean, no. some people can perceive him as being evil. Troy? <laughs> No, but but he really is. But then we know his heart, yes. and so we know we know he is sweet. I guess he just looked up at me. <laughs> I wish y'all could see when you said he was sound asleep. Anyway, uh, we're we're trying to be respectful of people's time. Yeah, but anyway, you know what? Uh, maybe maybe right now you're thinking, golly, man, I am envious, and I do judge people, and I and I do look, you know, around thinking, man, that's not fair. Man, I'll tell you what, no matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have or what you got or don't have, you got to have Jesus to have anything. If you got Jesus, you got all the money in the world and all the things you're ever going to need because he will supply all your needs, and that need is him, Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So if you've never given your life to him, man, we really want to encourage you to do that today. We're at church today, and they're having worldwide, uh, they're having churchwide baptisms. And and uh, after you do give your life to Christ, we encourage you to go to a, to a church and and uh, and get baptized. Mm-hmm. You know, baptism is not not a requirement for you to be saved. Right. But it is showing the world, yeah, I'm all in, mm-hmm. and following the footsteps of Jesus Christ, who was baptized. If he did it, that's good enough for that's me. That's right. So listen, if you've never given your life to him or, or maybe you thought you had and you want to come on back to him, we pray that you pray this prayer of salvation and know that you are saved. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Okay. Lord, I know you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And because of the cross, you say my sins are forgiven if I ask you from a sincere heart to forgive me. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I need you in my life. I give it all to you today. I don't want to be envious. I want to be all yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you all so much. And uh, if you did pray that prayer, please email us at info at livingitup.org.
and we'd love to hear it from you. Right. Well, this has been good. Yeah, it has. It's a new week. We look forward to, you know, getting to talk to you four more times this week. And until then, keep living it up. While beginning again.